Hello and welcome to Mortgage Insider, the podcast series from Barclays that explores the biggest issues facing the mortgage broking industry. I'm Claire McPhail, a business development manager for Barclays in the South East. Tony's still recovering after having his tonsils out, so I do wish you well, Tony. This week we're talking about training and development. What skills would be necessary for the broker of the future? How can these be acquired? And how can brokers upskill themselves in the digital age? I spoke to Claire Jupp, Director of People Development for Brightstar, and Ross Martin, Engagement Manager for Barclays Digital Eagles Programme. Hello Claire and Ross, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Thanks for having me. To begin with, looking at the wider world of work, so for knowledge-based industries, what trends are you seeing in terms of skill gaps? Where do people need upskilling? Um, Well, I think, you know, these are things that are complementary to the sort of foundation skills that you need. And I think the things that we're seeing, you know, more requirement for upskilling are things like communication skills, problem-solving skills, the ability to work in teams, um, interpersonal skills, that kind of thing. And Ross, what are your thoughts? I think for me, it's um, all of us need to think about our digital skills. It, it doesn't matter what organisation you work in, what you do for a living. I think digital is something that all of us need to embrace. Otherwise, we're potentially left behind. I completely agree with you. So, Claire, looking specifically at the mortgage broken industry, What trends are you seeing? You mentioned about interpersonal skills, working in a team. What areas need further training? Well, I think the main thing I would say within our within our sector, the biggest trend of all um, is change, change all, all of the time. Things are just moving really, really quickly. But, you know, I think we're in a massive relationship industry. And, you know, you can go and get your qualification. Yes, in theory, you can start advising etc etc but the thing that really needs that that development are those kind of things those interpersonal skills and and communication skills and listening skills and those are the things that you don't necessarily learn from books or from gaining qualifications and so on so I think that's you know that's important. So obviously the main qualifications that a mortgage advisor would get comes to mind is is your basic CMAP, isn't it? One, two and three that they would come across. What other qualifications are the bare minimum that a broker needs to be thinking about in this day and age? Yeah. So obviously, as you've said, I mean, 80% of advisors will have the CMAP. That's kind of like the, the premiership of the, of the qualifications. But there's so many other things out there as well. And I noticed that some of the training providers that provide CMAP, they also talk about an advisor skill program as well. So that will be things Things like building relations and relationships and sort of maintaining your client base and so on. Things like your customer service, which is one that is really dear to my heart. I mean, something that I spend an awful lot of time on is our customer service program um, at Brightstar because it's so important. Our competitors, you know, largely will, will offer the same kind of service, but customer service is the thing that will really make the difference. So I think that's that's a huge uh, part of the um, of the skill set, good customer service skills. Yeah, 
It'd be good to come back to that in a bit. But Ross, for you, now the pandemic has changed the world of work. I mean, here we are today doing this recording via Zoom um, and we kind of got used to that now because that is the normal, that is the norm, isn't it? But what it has highlighted is that everybody needs to know about technology. Ross, for you, you're part of Barclays Digital Eagles. How does that fit into this new world of technology? What are you doing that can help us? Yeah, sure. I think, first of all, I'll just sort of develop the point around the digital divide. So 17.1 million people without essential digital skills for work, which is a, is a huge number and a figure that we just have to change. Um, you, you've already pointed out, obviously, that the world has changed and probably will change forever due to the likes of this pandemic. So in terms of our Digital Eagle programme, what we're really proactively doing is using the passion in our colleagues to share education and awareness with um, a whole variety of people. So this is right from our young people teaching them how to code all the way up to our retirees, um, people who are not so au fait with technology to, to pass on the digital skills and knowledge they need in order to, to benefit. Um, I think one of the things we're, we're very conscious of is really understanding what people need to learn about. And for some people, they don't know what they need to learn about in terms of technology. So we may have to take them on that journey. Um, we've created platforms such as Barclays Digital Wings, which is a great way for people to learn the real basics all the way up to the real complex um digital topics such as you know artificial intelligence and bitcoin but all of these things um are, are key for people to understand even if it's just a light touch because just having an understanding can certainly help you in both your personal and your work life i mean we have certainly brokers that span a very broad age range you know from those that i often when i'm when in the days when we can go out and meet our brokers in a um, some of the times I'd be talking about when I started in the business and they wouldn't be born and they'd be like looking at me in horror. But of course, I am one of those older generations that, you know, didn't get brought up using WebEx and uh, well, more more basic Excel spreadsheets and all things like that. So again, I feel a little bit out of comfort. And Claire, before we started the interview, you said the same thing, mm -hmm, didn't you? Definitely. That, um, so thinking of our brokers in mind, what could Digital Eagles do? to help maybe f help support some of our brokers that are out there as well? I think the first thing is that hopefully our programme would give people the motivation um, to, to learn new things because one of the things we've, we've certainly learned from supporting our colleagues with technology and, and the whole digital landscape is let's really encourage you to learn about things that you'd like to do in your personal life. Because once you start to do that, that gives you the motivation to then learn in your working environment. Um, so the programme specifically can, can give people those um, skills that some of us would just take for granted, but actually, you know, understanding um, how to use a new device, um, understanding how to use a particular piece of software. And certainly now when we think about remote working, you know, things like video calls and video conferencing, presenting online, that is a whole new world for some people. So we've created content as a good example, which supports people on that journey and gives them the confidence to then use that um, software, that technology in both personal and their work life. I mean, that links quite nicely, Claire. I was having a little read and 
you guys have won Best Small Company, is it, to work for for the last two years? Yes, we, we are the proud uh, winners of the Sunday Times Best Small Company to work for. <laughs> yeah, and obviously that commitment to sort of people and development is key. I'm sure the retention of your people that work for you is very high because they're so engaged. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about, you know, we've just gone through this recent, recent lockdown. Well, we're in a lockdown, but mm-hmm. we went through the recent lockdown where I had a mixture of brokers. Some of them were like crazy upskilling themselves on other areas that they knew they could use going forwards and of course others felt so out of kilter you know worried about whether they were going to have a job to come back to um and i know the guys in your office i think were were working quite hard weren't they but upskilling themselves how did they do that yeah absolutely well one of the things that we massively engaged with um, is open learn which is something that's um, organized by the open university and there are so many um, free courses out there that you can get involved with so a number of our well quite a number of our uh, of our team um, you know signed up for all of these different um, courses which I mean they're not accredited but they're certificated at the end so it's something that you can build up and there's a whole section on there just on finance and business and things like presentation skills digital skills all those kind of things so some people were busy with that other people cracked on with um, cmap and i don't know whether people are aware but you could actually sit the exam online as well which is something that you couldn't previously do so there are a lot of options out there do you think claire is this a good time to be looking to do more specialist learning to add to their toolkit Oh, definitely. This is the thing, isn't it? It's being responsive to change and being versatile because you don't know at any moment which part of the market may suddenly not be very busy, whereas another part of the market will suddenly, you know, boom. So it's really, really important to keep those skills as wide as possible. And actually, one of the things um, uh, that we've done, we've run quite a lot of broker surveys and we've, we've asked people, you know, do you know anything about commercial finance? Do you want to know anything more about commercial finance? Because you find that there are brokers who will stick to particular lending areas rather than diversify. I mean, you know, there's things like equity release and you can do the qualification in that as well. So there's so much out there. And I think that's the key thing. You've got to be responsive to change and and keep evolving all of the time. One of the challenges that brokers face is that they're so busy at the moment. What advice would you give to those brokers who say they just don't have enough time to do any of this? And how can they fit that in? What should they be doing? (laughs) Well, I think the thing to remember is that training doesn't always have to be, you know, formal type training for a start. Every single day, the trade press, you know, at least one of the platforms will be putting out Q&As, vlogs, blogs, articles, whatever. Sign up for those publications to start with. The bulletins come through. You know, you can have a quick quick read through. That will update your knowledge on something. That's quite an informal way, but actually it's really useful. And things like the, the mortgage clubs and networks, they are brilliant for uh, providing uh, training and information, as are the lenders and banks out there. I think those kind of things are quite easy to fit in within your day. They're not formal as such, but they are hugely beneficial and supportive. And you can always put your headphones in if you're on the drive home and, you know, listening to something. What we're doing now, you know, it's something you can listen to, isn't it, while you're having a coffee break or, or what have you. So I think some of that informal learning can be just as useful. Yeah. And I suppose, Claire, Ross, just, yeah, yes. go on. Sorry, I was just going to add to what Claire said. 
I think something we appreciate as part of our Digital Eagle program is people learn in many different ways. You know, for me, a podcast is great um, in terms of, as Claire said, it's something you can do whilst you might go for a jog. But actually, other people might want a different type of learning. It could be watching a video, it's, which enables you to watch at your own pace. So I think people need to decide what is the best way for them to learn. Sometimes for people, that's a mixture of those different types of um, pieces of information but the one thing I would say conscious of is is make sure you refer to that trusted information you know if you start delving into Google or YouTube you may come across things that you know we've all heard of fake news so I would just be mindful of using those trusted resources you know you should be in safe hands. Okay Ross so so let's say that I'm looking to go on this journey and I really apart from using my emails I don't do a lot other really not a lot of other digital engagement how am I going to take that first step what am I going to do to get myself on that little journey with the digital eagles then really simple if you go to google type in barclays digital eagles that will take you to our main web page on barclays.co.uk that will give you access to all of our resources so when i talk about virtual tea and teach i talk about digital wings all of that is accessible there's a whole playlist on youtube and the second one would be if you're already using social media or you're just dipping your toe into those social media platforms then do search for digital eagles across all social media channels and you'll find us there which has links again to our content lots of top tips videos lots of content to immerse yourself in and can i would i be able to specifically go to the areas that i i feel are relevant for me so i wouldn't have to work my way through realms and realms of training before i could get to something that i thought was specific thinking about our brokers that there might be a certain element that they really want to upskill themselves on yeah, sure. Digital Wings is a good example. Um, the content will grow and grow on that platform, um, but you can simply put in a search um, for a topic you're interested in, but also based on some of the information you can provide, nothing too in-depth, but it will suggest learning, which is probably more relevant to you. But do watch this space with Digital Wings. That content will just grow and grow as we add to that platform. And what about security and cybersecurity? Is there any training available through Digital Eagles for people to help protect themselves on this front? Yeah, great question. There's an awful lot of training on what is a really important topic. Um, so from a Digital Eagles point of view, I mentioned Digital Wings just, just before. Um, I'd encourage everybody to, to log on to that free platform. Um, you can also do this on your mobile, which is a great way just to dip into the learning. Um, but there's a whole host of topics which are covered, all the different types of scams that we can be susceptible to. So if we think about mortgage brokers, that could be impersonation scams. Um, this could be somebody intercepting your emails. Very important to learn about that type of, of scam that we're seeing. But also you'll find lots of other free resources. Open University offers um, some really interesting uh, modules and topics which you can learn about. There's many websites out there, so Action Fraud will keep you up to speed with the latest types of fraud and scams. Um, they're always changing, they're very sophisticated, so um, I would encourage everyone to, to access those resources. And I shouldn't forget the Barclays website. There's a whole host of information about how to be um, safe online, which I'd, I'd encourage people to, to review. And Claire, on that, how do the digital skills fit into Brokers CPD? 
Would these things that Ross mentioned count towards points for the CPD logs? Yes, yes, it certainly would. I mean, the FCA set down that there is a minimum requirement of 35 hours of CPD um, a year that needs to be completed. Now, 21 hours of this needs to be structured. So this is specific to the job role with, with, you know, proper and measurable outcomes to it. But the other 14 hours of that can be other things that, that support the job role. So this is where all the digital skills would come in, the customer service and all that kind of stuff. Claire, so we spoke a little bit about sort of some of the soft skills, really, by understanding a little bit more about maybe some cues from your customers. How do the brokers, how do they learn that? How do you train for something like that? Okay, so self-development is really, really important. Uh, One of the things that we actually use at Brightstar is called the Insights Discovery Program, which is a brilliant way of really tuning into your personality type, your preferred communication strategies, possible blind spots about the way you know that you are so all of our team will go through the evaluator exercise and this will give them a really important insight into things that they need to work on because I think that self-realization is really really important so that's one thing obviously I've already mentioned coaching and all of these things you know sometimes people think oh this is all a bit tree huggy and and all that kind of stuff but actually to have that hour of sacrosanct time in a room with someone when you can just vent and just talk and reflect and have a light bulb moment those things are really really important and although I'm not teaching somebody how to write a business deal or you know how to win that customer actually I am trying to get them to develop themselves as a as a person so that's really really important. What about so that's if you are fortunate enough I suppose, to have somebody that you could have an hour a month with. If you're, you know, we've got a number of brokers that will be working on their own, so it's quite solitary. For them to review, do they just have to be strict with their time or do you think there's ways that they could still have that sort of interaction with somebody where they just have a bit of time out to think about the business and where they're trying to go or what they're trying to develop? Yeah, I mean, skills I, wise. I think, I mean, our, our business is split across three sites and that means that the length and breadth of the country. So, you know, I think those geographical barriers shouldn't be shouldn't be barriers to those things I've still managed to coach people and remain connected with people wherever we are whatever we're doing it's really really important to carry on and do those things and if you're not in an organization where you know you're fortunate enough to have somebody that that runs a coaching program I'm, I'm sure there's other ways that you can you can find your own your own coach or mentor and I would really really recommend it I, I, I think it's it's hugely important Every single person in in our organisation is involved in the coaching programme from top to bottom. So it's really important. Thank you. And so for brokers that are maybe not met, not all of them will be, but some of them will be a bit nervous of what the future holds. So what advice would you give them really? Um, Well, I think, you know, don't be afraid to move out of your, your of your comfort zone and also be aware that there is so much support out there. I mentioned earlier on about trade press and the and the different networks and mortgage clubs. There's so much support and education out there at the moment that can be um, accessed. And I think you have to evolve. It is about the survival of the fittest, isn't it? Because if you if you upskill and and you stay on top of your game all the time, you have the potential to to earn more. 
um, because you are versatile and you're not stuck in your ways. And, you know, I'm a great believer in if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always got. But, you know, if you want to do more than that, then you've got to you've, you've got to evolve. So, yeah, diversify, be be versatile, look at different lending areas, add more specialisms to your toolbox. Yeah. That would be my advice. Thank you, Claire. For you, Ross? Yeah, I, I think don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed to ask for, for help or guidance. I know that that's what a lot of people may be thinking, you know, I should really know this. But actually, you pick up you pick up the phone and you might find that a colleague, friend is actually in the same position. One of the things as part of our program that we've created is, is digital champions. And, you know, they are our digital eagles. There's 18,000 of them across the UK. Um, I hope in the near future, people will be able to benefit from, you know, joining face-to-face sessions with them. But um, I, I would, on the theme of digital champions, I would say if you're someone who feels that you can offer support to somebody in a particular area, then then offer that support because someone else might be able to reciprocate and they'll help you with something which you're not particularly um, au fait with. So I think it's about having that ongoing conversation to make sure that everybody feels supported and gets the, you know, the help advice they need. So just thinking about our, us personally, I know that when I have taken time out, I used to join, um, go to a sort of a networking club which actually was all on self-development and I just remember it just made me feel quite empowered about thinking looking at things differently for you Claire and then you Ross how do you think it benefits sort of the wider personal benefits that we get from from doing ongoing learning and development yeah I think you know ongoing learning and development is is essential that growth in yourself and having that growth mindset as well just opens up so many other other things i mean you can't understand others for example if you don't understand yourself so that's that's really important to start with but i think for confidence for self-esteem you know and it almost becomes addictive that you start learning and then you want to learn something else and then you want to learn something else so i think it, it just encourages an open mindset and a growth mindset so I think those are some of the benefits of training. Thank you Claire. You were asked anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah I think from the digital point of view I think the first thing is that it makes your life so much easier you know you've only again got to look back at the pandemic and think yes some people may have been forced into you know I need to use technology to do xyz but sometimes you you may not have the choice you know things have changed that much so it it makes your life easier secondly it keeps you in control you know a lot of people who decide now to bank online to do all the various activities online it gives you more control over whether it be your finances or whether it be you know a training program um and also i just think it's it gives you confidence and if I even think about myself, if I have to keep up to speed with what my, my children do online, it means I can connect with them, I can do more with them. I'm not just leaving them to their own devices. But I think those would be be the three things for me. Oh, thank you both. Um, that's been really insightful from both of you. And I've definitely taken away um, a few tips for my <laughs> own development going forward. So appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. That was Claire Jupp from Brightstar and Ross Martin from Barclays Digital Eagles and that was the sixth episode of Mortgage Insider from Barclays. The views expressed by external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not reflect the views of Barclays. 
If you have any questions you would like us to ask the experts, then please email us at mortgageinsider at acast.com. And please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tony will be back next time. I'm Claire McPhail. Thanks for listening.